Oh, somebody clap your hands with me. Hallelujah. 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 Baptize me with the Holy Ghost. You know, there's nothing placid or staid about being baptized. He didn't say sprinkle me. He said baptize me. When you get baptized, you go all the way under. It engulfs you. It stirs water up. You know, the world we live in has got such twisted values that they call normal what I call crazy. Their normal is on a Sunday afternoon to paint their body up, strip their clothes off, paint their body up, paint their face up, and they go out and sit in a stadium and they scream and jump up and down and tear that place up over a pigskin being thrown up and down the field. Never heal their body, never help their family, never brought them through any trouble, never brought them out any difficult time, but they will act crazy about that. And yet when we come in here and really demonstrate because of something that has happened, they think we're crazy. Oh, folks, I got news for you tonight. We aren't crazy. As a matter of fact, this is how it started. Now, I know man has dumbed church down, but if you go back and read the book of Acts, the Bible said these men are not drunken as ye suppose. They're not, they're not drunk like you think they are. Something was going on up there. It wasn't a patty caking for Jesus kind of night. Somebody was staggering around. Somebody, somebody come out of that upper room. They said, ah, oh, that's how church started. That's how it started. You go over a little further in the book of Acts and the Bible said, these are they that have turned our city upside down. Now you explain to me how you can turn anything upside down and not make a mess. You can't do it. That's how it started. Now somehow we've dumbed it down and we've made it, you know, it's supposed to be quiet. It's got to be all decent in an order kind of thing. And that's... That's the scripture that they use is so far out of context it doesn't even make sense but everything is decent and in order tonight when you get in the presence of God and you feel the power of God and the touch of God and you know what God has done for you you're going to do something there's going to be something come out of you oh yes come on clap your hands one more time and give him a And somebody said, Amen. I believe I am on a divine assignment tonight. I don't say that casually. I say that with all sincerity. You will stand in honor of the Word of God if you're not already standing. And let's turn to the book of Genesis chapter 39. Genesis the 39th chapter. I am going to read to you from the first verse down through verse Number six, while you're turning, 
and they're getting it up on the overhead. I want to say thank you to all of our guests tonight for being here, and uh, we appreciate your visit. We hope that God touches you. You're not just impressed with a building, but you're touched by the power and the presence of God. And everybody said amen. We had announced that we were going to be doing communion tonight after this morning service. I felt that it would be better to wait. And so if you're here tonight for communion, if you'll come back next Sunday night, we're going to try to do that as a church family. It's been a month of prayer, and it's been a great time of seeking the Lord, and we are beginning to feel the effects of that. And I believe tonight that we're where God wants us to be. Genesis chapter 39 and verse number 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. I want that to sink into your mind right now. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. There is an evidence about that that you cannot deny. And even people that don't know God, like Brother Jay talked about today, acknowledge that the hand of God is on your life. Amen. You ought to thank God that there is a hand upon your life tonight. And the Egyptian master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. Sometimes God blesses people that don't deserve it just because you're there. And the Egyptian's house was blessed for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not aught he had save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And everyone said, Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about living through trying places. Living through trying places. Everybody join hands with somebody and let's pray. Father, right now, I recognize that my limitations are what they are. But God, if you will come even now, you will anoint our lips, our minds, our hearts, and loose our tongue that we could speak the word of God. Somebody will leave here changed and empowered by that word tonight. I don't know who it's for, Lord, but you do. Maybe it's for all of us tonight, but I know that someone is here tonight that needs this word. 
Would you let them hear it, Lord? Would you bind every hindering and distracting spirit right now? Capture the mind and the spirit of everyone in this building. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. There are times in life that the burden of life gets so heavy that we feel as though it would crush the very life out of us. There are times in all of our lives when we close our eyes and we pray that what we are in and what we are going through is only a dream and it will soon pass and we will wake and everything will be as it was. One moment there is peace and the next there is chaos. And all of us know what it is to find ourselves in a time where peace cannot be found at that particular moment. And there are moments when relief would be so sweet to all of us if we could just find that place. But it does not always come. I call that a trying place. A trying place. A taxing, annoying, irritating, wearisome, frustrating, demanding, vexing, exasperating, difficult place. The trying place. Our text reads of a man by the name of Joseph who was in just such a place. This is not the sunshine chapter of his life. This is not the red letter day of his career. This is not the fun read chapter of his life. This is his trying place. Joseph was taken against his will to a place where he had no desire to go. And so it is in life. Have you ever felt like that life has abducted you? Unwanting, unwilling, and yet it has snatched you up and pulled you into situation that you can't get out of? Do you ever feel like that at one moment everything is at peace and the next moment you feel like you're in a prison? So it was for Joseph against his will. And in a place that he did not want to go, he found himself. Not only that, but he was not allowed to go back. Cry as much as he would. Pray as hard as he could pray. No prayer and no tear could remove him from his trying place. Everybody say trying place. Nothing could take him out of that particular moment in his life. And yet in this foreign land, the Bible said that God was with him. That in this trying place, God was with him. 
I wish that those words could be stamped indelibly upon all of our minds tonight because they are the truth about all of us that God is with us tonight. Perhaps externally it does not always appear that way. When you look around at your present circumstance, it may seem hard to see God in any of that. And you do not feel like the prosperous person that the scripture declares that Joseph was. And yet God was with him. God was with him. And Joseph prospered. The Lord was with Joseph at home. All of us would understand that. If we said the Lord blessed Joseph in his father's house, we would smile and say that is redundant, Brother Hughes. You know that he was blessed there. But could he be blessed in a place where he is a slave? And is the Lord with him in the house of Potiphar? And can the Lord be with him in the prison? Through all of the ordeal that he went through, all of the temptations, all of the trials, being lied on, being slandered, being put away in a prison and forgotten, yet he survived. He lived through all of that. He made it through that trying place. I just want to stop a moment tonight and tell you as a church body, be careful how you judge a man where you see him and when you see him. Because you never know where he might be. And you may be looking at a Joseph in a trying place. You may be looking at a man who is the blessed of God and yet is in a prison-like experience. You may be looking at a man who God's hand is upon and God is with and yet he is being disgraced and he is being accused before your eyes. Be careful how you judge a man. Joseph is a study in how we ought to conduct ourselves in our trying places. A young man who one day was dreaming dreams and thinking of great things, and the next day he was a slave. He goes from being a favored son to being a bartered slave. He moves from the familiar sounds of his home to the strange sounds of a foreign land. He goes from being in control of his life to his life being controlled by others. And yet the Bible said that God was with him. God was with him. His life was reduced to this. He was at the whim of a merchant man. As he stood on the auction block... In Egypt, his life seemed as though it had been reduced to the question of gain or loss. Is he going to be a good bargain or is he going to be a lazy slave? That's what it seemed like his life had been reduced to. He was just another item on the auction block and yet God was 
with him. God was with him. I want to tell everybody here tonight, but I want to tell somebody in particular that you can be a good man in a bad situation. You can be a good man in a bad environment. You can be an honest man in an ugly, dirty world. You can be a blessed man, but be in a hostile environment. Don't let your situation determine your character. Don't let where you are define who you are. Just remember, this is only where I am. This is not who I am. I am here only temporary. This is my trying place. This is my trying place. This is my hour. The Lord can be with you. But your brother still hates you. The Lord can be with you. And you still be tempted. The Lord can be with you. And you can still be slandered and lied on. The Lord can be with you. And you can still suffer pain. The Lord can be with you. And you can still be disappointed. But amid the darkness of his trial. And the sorrows of his heart. And the injustice of men, this man persevered. Somehow he was able to live through his trying place. And what I found in the life of Joseph is instructive for all of us. And what I discovered about him is that in his trying place, listen to me tonight, in his trying place, he never turned into where he was. Though he was in Egypt, he was still an Israelite. I may be in an environment that I won't, I don't want to be in. I may be in a setting that is not of my choosing, but I am still a child of God. Egypt tried everything it could to strip him and seduce him and take away from him and tempt him. Israel tried, every or Egypt tried everything they could to break him down, to humiliate him, to embarrass him, to shut him up and to close his life down. But no matter what Egypt did to him, he remembered, I'm a child of God. I am a child of the king. Don't ever forget who you are, no matter where you are. Your life is not defined by what you're going through right now, but whose you are. And Joseph said, I may be in Egypt, but I'm still an Israelite. I may be in a trying place, but I am still a child of God. My brothers may hate me tonight, but I'm still a child of God. People may lie about me, but I'm still a child of God. The devil may tempt me, but I'm still a child of God. I may be slandered by my own friends, but I'm still a child of God. I may suffer pain, 
I may shed some tears in my life, but I am still a child of God. I may be disappointed tonight, but I'm still a child of God. I may be in Egypt, but I am a child of God. I may be going through the darkest night of my soul, the hardest time in my life right now, but I've come to tell somebody, you are still a child of God. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever let the devil take that away from you. Don't ever believe the lies of the enemy that you are what your environment says you are. I'm a child of God. And Joseph never turned into where he was. He remained a child of God. Don't become what your present situation may be. Remember, say it with me, I'm a child of God. I may be in Egypt tonight, but I am a child of God. What I found out about Joseph was that no matter what happened in his life, he acknowledged God in all his ways. Joseph learned that you can be in a trying place and still enjoy the presence of God. The psalmist David said, Thou hast prepared a table before me in the presence of my friends. No, 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 no. That my Lord has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Those spirits, those things that would like to devour me and destroy me. And God said, I tell you what I'm going to do because you're my child. I'm going to prepare something that the, the, the devil can't even get close to. All he can do is just stand the perimeter and look at you and lick his chops but he can never get close to the table because this table belongs to my children do you understand me tonight when I tell you it doesn't matter what the devil tries and it doesn't matter what the world does when you are in your trying place you can still enjoy the presence of God Some of you need to get hold of that tonight because the only time some of you folks can rejoice is when everything's going your way. We have led feet too much because we let where we are determine who we are. I'm a child of God. I'm a worshiper. I'm a praiser. Hallelujah. I may be in Egypt tonight. I may be in a place I don't want to be. I may have been snatched up, yanked out of my comfort zone, and put into an environment that I don't like. But wherever I find myself, I'm still a child of God. And I can enjoy His presence even in the midst of my enemies. I can enjoy my the presence of God even at the gate of hell. I can enjoy the presence of God. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to build my church next door to the gates of hell. I'm not going to build it somewhere the devil can't find. I'm going to come right into his territory and I'm going to build my church. And every time the devil steps out his front door, he's going to see my people. That was one of yours, but he's mine now. That one was one of yours, but he's mine now. This is what the blood can do. This is what forgiveness can do. This is what redemption can do. This is what Calvary can do. Oh, friend tonight I don't care if you are in Egypt you can still enjoy the presence of God hallelujah 
in Egypt, Joseph made the best of his present situation. Where you are right now, that's what I'm talking about. He didn't get sour. He didn't get angry. He didn't turn bitter. Like it or not, it was what it was. And Joseph made the best of his situation. He did the best that he could where he was. He didn't cop an attitude. He didn't get a chip on his shoulder. He didn't go on the Jerry Springer show and reveal all the secrets of his past family problems. He didn't go home and get on Facebook and spill his guts to everybody in the world. He just said, you know what? God is my defense. God is my keeper. God knows where I'm at. God can do what I need. And I am trusting that God is going to see me through. And no matter what happened in his life, he said, I'm going to make the best of my present situation. You know what? Some of you would find joy returning back to your life if you'd quit crying and whining and belly aching about what's wrong in your life right now, about your Egypt, about your trying place, and just start rejoicing and praising God and thanking Him for His goodness and for His mercy and for His blessing and do what you can where you are. Oh, come on, somebody. You ought to be able to dance before the gates of hell tonight. Make the best of your situation. Quit crying and get up and start rejoicing. What I see in Joseph going through his trying place. And oh God, if you don't hear anything else I say tonight, you hear what I'm about to say. Joseph going through his trying place, living through his trying place, I see in him the wisdom of silence. The wisdom of silence. You can read the entire story of Joseph. And it is a, an unbelievable story. It is literally mind-boggling. And yet in all his record, there is no place in his life that we hear one bad thing about Joseph. He learned there's victory sometimes in not saying it. There's victory sometimes in just holding your peace and letting the Lord fight your battle. Oh, yeah. There's, I, I know I've hit home now because some of you sold up and you sucked your head in that little, that little shell you live in because I'm talking about where you live. Because when somebody starts attacking our character and somebody starts slandering our name, bless God, you ain't going to say that about me. Potiphar's wife is doing everything she can to seduce him. He's far away from home. Nobody's going to know it. Whatever he did, he could have done it and got by with it. But he said, I can't do this thing and sin against my God, not Potiphar. Not even himself. He said, I can't do this against God. And he ran. Well, you know what any woman's going to do. Should I said it? I shouldn't have said it that way. Should have, Brother Jack. Let me rephrase that. You know what this woman did. Huh. You know what this woman did. 
She went in and fabricated this story, this lie, and not one time did Joseph stand up and say, oh, no, you're lying. You're you're not telling the truth. He just kept his mouth shut. God, help us. I wish God would bless some of us with a shut mouth sometimes. I know it's hard to suppress your lips when your character's at stake. But Joseph's life was on the line and he showed his character in his silence. You know, you may have to repent over some words you speak, but you will never have to repent over silence. You'll never have to go and ask God to forgive you for what you didn't say. And you might have thought it, but you didn't say it. And there's a difference between you thinking it and you saying it. And that's another thing. Some people think if they think it, they got to say it. Somebody needs to get a check valve up there sometime or somewhere that will restrict that because what you learn to do in your trying moments tells what kind of person you are and who you really are. And if you're a child of God, you're going to learn there's time. You just need to shut your mouth and let God fight your battle. He just drew in and said, God... You're going to take care of it. Amen. When he could have sounded off, he chose a higher, higher road to travel. And that higher road led him where God wanted him to go. But in all the grand record of his life, you never hear one bad thing Joseph said. Even when his scumbag brothers showed up. I know that's not a good biblical term, but that's what they were. Jealous, petty. His own blood, and they sold him for a slave. They didn't even sell him for a slave. They sold him for 20 pieces of silver. At least Judas sold Jesus for 30. 20 pieces of silver, that's not even the price of a slave. They just got rid of him. Here they are. They show up one day. And now God's transformed him. God's moved him out of the prison. He got him through Potiphar's house. And now he is the next in command in all of Egypt. And he controls the wealth of that nation. And in the back door walks them lying, thieving. I'll use that term again, scumbags. I'm going to tell you what, you'll find out how much Holy Ghost you have when God puts you in a moment like that. Now, he tried his brothers, but if you go back and read the story, you'll find out that all of his trying was to bring them to the place where they could all come to Egypt. But he went behind the veil and he wept when he could have openly charged, when he could have had their life He said, you know what, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Do you understand what that, do you understand what the word meant means? That's not something you put in your mouth. Meant means it was intentional. You mean God intentionally let me go through this hell I'm going through right now? 
You mean God intentionally put me in this place, this crying place where I just wish I could die? Yes, God put me there. Do you know what I've learned? I've learned that a lot of things that we stand around rebuking in our life, God put there to get us where he's wanting to take us. And we're rebuking things. I'm going to tell you what you can never rebuke. You can never rebuke your own decisions. And our own decisions have put most of us where we are right now. You can rebuke all you want to rebuke. But I am where I am and who I am because of the decisions that I've made in my life. And Joseph said, you know what? I think I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm just going to let God work it all out. God did. Joseph not only learned the wisdom of silence, but he remained tender and compassionate throughout his trying place. Please listen to me tonight. Don't let life harden you. Don't let life harden you. All that it throws at you, all of the hard stuff that comes, all of the difficult things to understand, all of the changes, the vicissitudes of life, all of the ups and downs, and all of the volatile things that can transpire in a day, don't let that harden you. I've seen a lot of people, good people, that have let life make them mean, make them vindictive, make them bitter, make them hateful. They don't even like themselves, but they take it out on you. Anybody know anybody like that tonight? Don't raise your hand. They may be sitting beside you tonight. I don't know. But through all of that, Joseph remained compassionate. He remained tender. All that was thrown against him, somehow Joseph realized, you know what? As bad as it is, I'm not alone in this trying place. I wasn't the only slave sold on the market that day. I'm not the only man that was snatched out of my home and taken away from my family. I, I look around and there's other servants. Uh, there's other men in, the, in, in Potiphar's house. When Joseph looked around, even in the prison, he realized I'm not the only one in prison right now. I'm not the only one here. I may feel like I am at times, but when you open your eyes and you look around, you realize that there are other people in the same place you are. And somehow that made him compassionate. That made him tender. And if you study the life of Joseph, you will find that he remained considerate of others at all times. And maybe that's the secret to getting through your trying places is to keep your focus on others, not on yourself. He cared for others. He sympathized for others when he's in prison and he ought to be somewhere in a cell locked away, chomping his bits and mouthing filthy things and cursing God and, and blaming God for everything that's going on. He's trying to help a man that had a dream and couldn't understand what the dream meant. He's trying to help a man understand his dream and this man is going to get out of prison and going to forget him when he gets out of prison. And yet he helps him anyway. He cared for others. 
That's what you have to do when you're going through trying places. You've got to care for others. You've got to look around and realize, I'm not the only one going through this. I'm not the only one in this kind of condition. I'm not the only one hurting like this. I'm not the only one in this place. Last, and I'm closing, Joseph realized, most importantly, that it was just a place. Everybody say, just a place. Genesis 39, the very same chapter down at verse 20 speaks about him going into prison and it makes the distinction the place, the place of the prison. It was not his home. It was not his destiny. It was not his permanent residence. It was just a place. Some of you need to say that to yourself right now. This is just a place. This is just a place. It may be uncomfortable, but it's still just a place. This is not my home. This is not what God called me to be. This is not all that life living for God is going to be. This is just a place. It's a miserable place, but it's still just a place. It's a hurtful place, but it's still just a place. It's a painful place, but it's still just a place. Somebody say it. It's just a place. Just a place. It's just a place that I'm passing through. And sooner or later, this too shall pass. Hallelujah. Repress every bad feeling of your heart tonight and don't give place to anger or self-pity or bitterness because it's just a place. Say it with me. It's just a place. We often find ourselves in places that we don't want to be. Some of you are there tonight. Some of you are going through the trial of your life right now, facing situations that you wish were different Dealing with things that are unfair, how uncomfortable it is and how miserable it can be. And there are times that you just close your eyes and you just think, God, this is just a bad dream. And I'm going to wake up in a minute and it's, it's all going to be changed. It's all going to be like it was. Everything's going to be peaceful. I'm going to be home. I'm going to be with my family. Everything's going to be working right. Our family's not going to be dysfunctional. Our children, our, our, our loved ones are going to get along with one another. We open our eyes and find that we're still there in that trying place. We're still there in that trying place. If you live this life, you will not live it without finding yourself at such a point at some time. A point that will try your faith, it'll try your patience, it'll try your nerves, it'll press you to the very limit. Financial strains, family stress, marriage madness, rebellious children. But remember, God keeps those who love Him. And though you are in Egypt, you are still a child of God. Amen. I am still a child of God. And I may be in a trying place tonight, but I can still enjoy the presence of God. Amen. I may be in the darkest night of my soul, 
But I am here tonight in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Trying places. Learning how to live through our trying places. Whatever Egypt tries to do to me, it will never take away the knowledge of who I am. Oh yes, oh yes, I'm a child of the King. His royal blood flows through my veins. I who was wretched and bound now can see. Praise God, praise God. I'm a child of the King. Anybody in a trying place tonight? Oh, we don't want to admit it. (laughs) We're not going to raise our hands, and I don't want you to raise it. But I know God sent me tonight to tell somebody that you can live through those trying places. All you need to do is look at a man like Joseph and realize that I am a child of God. And God is with me. Say it right now. God is with me. He's with me. And He's going to stay with me. Even if life twists and turns and takes me further down, right now I may be in the house with Potiphar and everything's going well. I may be leading the band tonight, but tomorrow I may be in the dark dungeon. I may be in the far away prison. But you know what? Wherever I am, God's hand is on me. Wherever life takes me, it can never take me where God's hand cannot keep me. Did you hear me? Wherever life takes me, it can never take me where God's hand cannot keep me. So rejoice. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. You know who wrote that? The Apostle Paul. He wasn't sitting at a curbside cafe in Rome, sipping a latte, eating a scone. He was looking out through prison bars. And his life was almost at its end. They had done everything they could do to him. They had lied on him. They had humiliated him. They had cast false witness against him. And here he is sitting behind bars looking out at a sun coming up in the morning. And he said, rejoice in the Lord. Do you know that the book of Philippians is the most joyful book that Paul wrote of all of the New Testament and he wrote it from a prison cell? What's Paul telling him? Telling him the same thing Joseph's telling him. I may be in Egypt, but I'm a child of God. I may be in a trying place tonight. I may be in a place, I don't even know how I got here. Just, I was going along in life and everything was clickety-clicking. and All of a sudden, it's just like a, I'm an alien. Something come and snatch me out of my comfort life. And now everything's wrong. Nothing's working right. I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Creditor's calling. Job looks like it's about to play out. People lie on me. People cheat. They take. They steal. They destroy. 
Sometimes I want to say something, but Joseph said, you know what I learned? God's going to fight my battle. And if I'll just hold my peace and let him fight my battle, I'm going to like the outcome a whole lot better than if I take it into my own hands. You know what some of us are struggling with right now? We have got our trying place in our hands right now. And we're twisting on it. And we're turning it. And we're doing everything we can to make it look better than it is. Smell better than it is. Feel better than it is. And I don't care how you twist on it. I don't care how much makeup you put on it. I don't care if you get a marquee and put a smile on it. It is what it is. Yet in spite of all of that, Paul lifts up his hands in prison. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, rejoice. Rejoice always. Always. He didn't say always. He said always. All the way. Rejoice. Praise Him. Why? Because no matter whether you are in Egypt or not, you're a child of God. Somebody needs to stand up right now and say, you know what? Devil, I need to remind you of who I am. I'm a child of the King. I'm not what you say I am. I'm not what you tried to make me out to be. Circumstances, I'm not that man that you painted me to be. I'm not that person that you've tried to tell others that I am. I'm a child of God. Oh, oh yes, I'm a child of the King. I, I'm His child tonight. I bear His blood upon my life. And Lord, in the presence of our enemy, in the presence of our enemy, in the presence of our enemy, we rejoice tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.